That's just these start there. Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass. Bong smoke got me blazed as hell. Burning weight like them 47 J's. I scale. You can tell by the amazing smell. And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian. Wow. My man Dirty had the Buddha just to put me in the right mind. Yeah. Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Dormit? 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 I got glocks. I got glocks. I got glocks. I got glocks. I bust shots. I bust shots. I bust shots. I bust shots. Pop, pop, pop. Those the wings, I'm hotter than the Yo, live and direct, live and direct. Demelo, you got timeless truth. Okay, okay, this old prime 39. Super bad solace. We rocking with Peter Oasis, Darmic X, and W3 Radio. Keep it locked. Get him. Hello, is anybody out there? Hello, is anybody out there? Hello, Why hello, can't hello. I hear myself, Darmic? You, you can hear yourself. Turn me up in the headphone. There Turn. we go. Yo, this is 89.1, the sound of the slums, WNYU. The show is called Now Where Were We or Now Where Was We or simply NW3 Radio. I am Peter Oasis and he is Darmic X. The Army funky to the Indian. Yes. What's up, man? The funky Indian. <laughs> That's a good name for you. Uh, okay. I don't really like it, but sure. Why not? Yeah. So, everybody, what's up? Today is Wednesday, January twenty first. January twenty first, and we've gotten off to a great start this year here at the radio station. From New Year's Eve with John Moskowitz, when I played my super dance set, you could find that on SoundCloud. Search SoundCloud NW3 Radio. Uh, if you also, what does that sound? I don't know. It's got to be on your end. I don't know what the hell you're doing with your phone over there, Peter. It seems that Stretch Armstrong, the legendary radio personality, is sending me a text message. But I, I, I'll get to no that later. No name drops. No name drops. Huh? Because, because right now I am with you guys. Hollywood out there. style. So, that, like I was saying, this year got off to a great start. We had some great guests. Uh, last week we had uh, Joseph. No, no. The, no. Oh my God! No, we had a uh, Jinx, Brandon Jinx. We had Brandon I thought you were Jinx doing it in order. Over I'm at sorry. Complex. Yes, and, and, and Veronica D'Souza. And Veronica D'Souza. Yes. There we go. And then we also had Joseph Patel, the uh, music industry and uh, media veteran. And Joe Patel was here, and he was talking about his new job over at the Fader Magazine. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And tonight, we have another guest. We're going to go right into this, Darmic. Okay. Because I realize that when I'm listening as a fan, I, I just want to hear the guests. So first, I want the guests to do the ceremonial mic check. Check, 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 check. 
Okay, there we go. His mic is working. Darmic, I'm going to introduce this guy. Yes, please do. To my right, we have a music industry veteran, a DJ, a someone who was once rumored to have dated Rihanna. We have someone who can get Sean Paul on the phone in about two seconds. Also someone who takes frequent trips to Jamaica where he is celebrated for being a, I don't know how, is it called a sound system or a DJ? Sound select, selector? Sound system, DJ, selector, any any of the above. And we, we talk about DJs here a lot, Darmic. Mm-hmm. And my favorite topic are hip-hop DJs that have come from the hip-hop world and somehow morphed into something completely <laughs> different okay yeah. now when i met max max was over at fat beats with dj clips and the rest of the guys he worked at the store he also dj'd around town i had hired max a few times to dj some of my events fast forward 15 years later this guy and his crew the federation Federal. sound mm-hmm. have become household names in the dance hall community yes and most recently, he took a tour around the world. And we're going to talk about all this. His name is Max Glazer. Max, what up? Peter, thank you. That was a, a tremendous introduction. Yeah, but we didn't thank do it much. right because we usually we have this uh, sound effect that we that we play. I'd be like... There you go. I'd be like, Max Glazer, who dated Rihanna. Max Allegedly. Glazer, who DJs at Radio Lily. Allegedly. Well, you definitely DJ at that. <laughs> That's not alleged. <laughs> yeah. So, our audience, welcome for the first time on NW3 Radio. The wonderful Max Glazer. Is that, is that the proper intro you needed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all of, all of that was good. I mean, but the, uh, you could keep firing gun. We could just keep firing gunshots <laughs> through the whole thing. Uh, that would be amazing. But um, yeah, no, thank you for the invite, Peter. Well, Darmic, thank you it, guys for having re- me. It would really sound like a dance hall jam if we just started air horns and gunshots for like 30 minutes yeah like i was telling darmic uh, you got to do like the um the the hairspray torch lighter and a bottle of hairspray and just like get the biggest flame you could it's a little small in here to probably that, we that, would that, probably die that, that's actually one of the things that's not written on a sign on the wall here <laughs> so i guess it's just common sense <laughs> to not set the booth on fire to, to literally. not literally blaze a fire in here now, now what max is 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 referencing are the great signs around our studio here and i know we've talked about this before we have the no cuss word yes the list yes all the words that we cannot say which it means i will not say them like at the d moment. words f words m words all that good stuff all that good stuff and then there's another sign that said we basically can't go tell you to buy something no calls to action as you as you would have it also rest in peace to the mac dre poster that used to be behind you shouts to petra who probably has that now that she's gone but uh Wait, it, are you telling me that Okay, well, let, let, <laughs> let's go back. It, it's good that you brought up the poster thing. Yes. When I met Max, um, Max was at this record store called Fat Beats, and one great quality about Fat Beats was that the ceilings were covered in posters and promotional sort of promotional posters and uh, promotional headshots. Yeah, no, people would try to people. I mean, people definitely would try to buy them off of the ceilings. And Eclipse, who will be in here later later this evening, um, was definitely not having it because there would be weird <clears throat> posters that no one could find, and definitely the uh, the press shots, the headshots that were stuck to the to the ceiling. People were were definitely trying to buy those all the time. 
you know, Max, when, when Fat Beats closed, I told Eclipse, I'm like, look, if you take down all these posters as they were and just photograph everything, because one day if there's a hip-hop museum, we could hang the posters just as they were in the record shop and pretty much recreate this record shop. Yeah. I don't think he did it. Uh, but knowing him and knowing them and knowing everyone involved in that place, those are all well secured somewhere in the proper comic book style plastic wrapping for to be unveiled for 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 some sort of special purpose down the line I, i'd wager he still has them yeah yeah no 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 no, no, no. I, I don't think he's ever gotten rid of anything remotely i mean he just was, was posting last week well i mean something i actually have boxes and boxes of them too but um he was posting amazing sticker collections which is i'm sure just like nerdy things that do, do, do you keep things like that peter have you cut things I like that over the years flyers flyers are my thing this i know yes that's my thing do you see you have your chris ac pass I have my Bear Jones pass. I have my Chris AC pass. I even have my reggae flyers, uh, Sticky Mike's reggae party, which was a popular uh, reggae party downtown here. A- absolutely, that was the one of the uh, the 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 forefathers founding, uh, you know, downtown reggae things. All right, we're we're gonna get into your dance hall life a little later. Rap life. I want I want to take it back, but even before rap life. Now you're no stranger to the record shop. I believe the rumor on the street, and I didn't know you then, is that you had worked at the legendary Eight Ball Record Shop. I did for years. That was my first. That was my first record store job. It was on Ninth Street between Third and Fourth. I uh, worked. Uh, my, I don't think we were even roommates at the time. Um, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, got a job there, and um, you know it was a record store, so a lot of people didn't show up to work and showed up like six hours late. Um, so just here and there, he would call me and be like, yo, I'm the only one in the shop. Can you just come? Like, you just need another physical body to like keep people from stealing everything when you turn your back. Um, so I started going and, and ended up working there. I don't know for seven days a week for like 10. I mean, just like being there, living there all the time. And, uh, the record label was upstairs on the uh, top floor from, from, from the spot. And that was, but that was, uh, so that was actually, we were there prior to uh fat beats opening on ninth between first and second uh that's correct yeah now what what for those who don't know what eight ball records is eight ball records was a dance record shop eight ball records yeah eight ball records was a dance record shop and uh and a label that put out mostly you know like house music tribal house music um i don't know how involved in the subtleties of dance music your listeners get oh believe me oops if you're out there this conversation is for you we we have one amazing listener his name is oops and you know as much as he knows about rap he definitely knows a lot um, about, I, about dance music i mean acid jazz there there was there was definitely some of the earlier domestically released acid jazz was coming out on eight ball records um yeah so it was a dance music store i mean it was the spot where like you know weird i mean i always came from more from a hip-hop background and when i came there and started doing like ordering and stuff it was doing the hip-hop stuff and then to tie back into what we'll get into later the reggae stuff but i actually started ordering and selling seven inch vinyl from from jamaica there um but all the dance music guys used to come in there armand van helden when he produced his first big record which oh, yeah. doctor mm. um so like all those guys danny teneglia let, let me stop you. For for the new Jacks who don't know, you may know Armand Van Helden by his recent uh, success as part of the group Duck Sauce with DJ A-Track. I think I've heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a thing. But but so, yeah. But so, like, Armand's first... He had done other records, but his first big record was a record called Witch Doctor on probably Strictly Rhythm. 
Um, Jeremy, so like, can, can you pull that one up? Which one? On YouTube, uh, The Witch, Witch Doctor. Doctor. Sorry. Is it clean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a dance record. And it's a doctor with a K, of course. What so, else would it be? So th- this time, th- all right, guys, I'm going to set it up. New York City at that time, dance culture, very big. House music, really big. Okay, and if you were lucky, you go out to a nightclub and there'd be a, a house room and then a hip hop room would sometimes be in the back room. And then if you go to a more alternative night, there's drum and bass in another room and all this stuff kind of met downtown. All right, Dharmic, here we go. Just so our listeners know, that's not it. Go back, go back, it go is, back. It is. It says Armin Van Helden, Witch Doctor. This, I don't know, this Max. might be this might be a cra- this might be some crazy intro of it that we've never heard. Fast forward. Let's let's that's yeah, there the you go. Doctor. There it is. All right. There must have been an intro. There must have been an intro. Speaking of air horns though, this is like this raging uh like air raid siren um that was definitely I mean this was definitely like There you go. Ooh. <laughs> this record is is super hard. It I actually is. love this record. When do you make this? I don't know. This I mean, this has to be 1994, three, three, four, five. This song, when it came on in the club, man, this is the floor would shake. I bet. All right, so we're talking to Max Glazer, the DJ. You may may know him most likely as a, a dance hall personality and a, a dance hall sound system. Is that right? Uh, Break yeah, it down I, for us I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as 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 a D, I've DJed, you know, most of my life, um, playing all kinds of music. But then when it comes to dancehall, when it comes to reggae, um, in 1999 with um, Kenny Mees, who's based in Philly, and Cipher Sounds, who you may or may not have heard of from I don't know, I don't, it's I don't see it on a list. Can we talk about commercial radio stations? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. He's, he's on that other station. <laughs> yeah. He's from, on the other now. From from Cipher Sounds from Hot ninety seven. Um, but so we started Federation Sound uh, together in nineteen ninety nine, and essentially, like a sound system is, you know, it, it's it's always kind of been a crew of. The way the the way the reggae culture c- came up was it was it was never just one guy there doing it. It was more the guy carrying the records, the guy setting up the speaker boxes. Because really, sound system comes from you had a sound system, speakers, amplifiers, a truck that all of it went in, the crates of records, the guy who ran the wires. So it was like kind of a a, 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 a big operation, um, which is where sound system comes from. Which is something that really. It, it still exists, but for the most part, when you hear sound system now, it's really more um, just about the people that are playing playing the music. Now, when I, we talk about Federation, can we call you a sound system? Like somewhere at, at your home, in your garage, do you have a set of speakers on a flatbed truck or something? No, absolutely, no. absolutely not. I guess the, the concept is a little outdated because you don't really need anybody to carry your records and, and uh, do all that in 2015. Well, you definitely don't need anyone to carry your records, but like, for instance, in Jamaica, a lot of the like events and parties and stuff that we've done is, you know, you go out on the beach somewhere or you go out on a parking lot somewhere and you absolutely do need to bring a massive stack of speakers. Um, and set up the DJ equipment. So in that respect, it still exists. But when you talk about like touring Europe, touring the world, anywhere I, I ever DJ in New York, you walk into a place that has a DJ booth and and, and a uh, you know and a sound system, and you bring not even your record. You know, there's no <laughs> more. Yeah, there's no more like getting your boys into the club free. You're like, oh man, this guy, this guy, th- these four guys are here to carry my backpack. Oh man, <laughs> so. 
What, what other sound systems were around when you started Federation Sound? I mean, in, in this area, maybe. in '99. I mean, there were a lot. I mean, the the original sort of like New York veteran general, all respect to, was Bobby Condors and Massive B. And Bobby Condors have been around DJing for uh, very many years. Um, you know, before I started, and his sound system is Massive B. I don't know what year Massive B started, but prior to Massive B starting, Bobby Connors was to tie it back into the house music and the dance music. He was a house DJ. Bobby Connors was also always a house DJ and produced, and his first records that he produced um, were dance records. And so, like, not in the style of the like the harder Armand style, but definitely in a more like deeper, soulful, um, you know, shelter style house music vibe so so where you you come from and and what i always try to tell our audience that i come from is a time when if you were underground like that that was a thing like you wore that you know as a as a badge of honor like i'm underground i represent for the underground underground meaning obviously not commercial you know selling out was was not a thing that you wanted to be and you're here at at eight ball and eight ball had this great record label and then you move over to fat beats and as we know fat beats was the keep it real of the keep it is keep keepers keepers of the real they were the ultimate keepers of the real yeah fat beats kept it real and you know when eclipse was here we were talking how you know, we'd sit around Fat Beats and kids would come in and they'd trash like Biggie Smalls and whatever was hot at the moment. Well, it, I mean, it got it got to that point where people would because that was because it had become this thing of like, oh, these okay, these guys are the are this is this is the keep it real place. But to me, that was always sort of like misguided of like, no, Biggie's a real like Biggie's a really good rapper. Like we like this, and there was also always a thing of like. um you would come in and, you know, Eclipse would always order a few things that were sure to, like, enrage the realist of the realist. And not even so much the realist of the realist. People who came and weren't even part of sort of like the inner circle, but just expected a certain thing there. And then you'd come in and you'd see, like, you know, um, you know, uh, Biggie, Puffy, and Mace single. And you'd see, like things in that lane or like a Cameron horse and carriage where people who didn't really like come from what we came from didn't understand didn't understand in any way how that could be allowed to like be sitting next to most deaf and company flow and to me it was always a little silly because you know, if you know where, if you know anything about Biggie and where Biggie comes from and, you know, musically about Biggie and if you know anything about Cameron and Mace even and Big L, mm-hmm. probably my favorite rapper of all time, that, um, you know, all these things, all these things are connected. And then also, like, it's a record store. People go there to buy records. So, like, if I'm someone who likes, you know, a few underground records, a few this. I started ordering reggae records because, you know what, like every DJ who's out getting paid to DJ at that point, you'd probably have to play 12 minutes of reggae. So I started having the reggae records that people would need there. And the same way, like you would come in and buy like your underground stuff. But if you were DJing a party that week that girls were going to be at, Mm -hmm. like actual women, (laughs) then you needed to have like, you know, Biggie hypnotize, which was like, that was the record that a lot of people, you know, like the first Biggie album, everyone pretty much like there was no problem. But then like hypnotize was the record that everyone was just like, 
yo, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like people like had like these massive identity crises because they were, it's, you're, it was just this thing of like, okay, but like I'm supposed to, Biggie worked with Premier. I'm supposed to like him. I'm supposed to like that. But then this sounds like something else. I don't know what, like, I don't know what to do. My head is exploding. Now, and, and these are arguments that, that would happen at the record store. You know, people would sit around all day, they'd come in with their dirty backpacks, and it was the time of my life, I tell you. And I, I there's, you know, I, I, during that time, I got to meet people like Max, and you know, just so many guys and, and people in the community who I'm still friends with and I, I speak with today. Emphasis on guys? Maybe. Well, they were mostly guys. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it was definite. It was a lot, a lot of dudes of guys. Any kind of records. <laughs> I've never encountered any kind of record store. This is like cross cultural, cross genre. Any kind of music where I walked into a record store full of women. Yeah, there's the occasional German tourist, and you know, of course, the Japanese girl there with were the a, suntan. There were a few lady employees of Fat Beats actually. With Fat Beats was actually surprisingly heavy on the lady employees for a record store. Um, there was not always, but there was like a fifty-fifty chance there would be a female behind the counter and a uh, surly judgmental often unhelpful dude behind the turntables when you brought up your stack of records that you wanted to hear because <laughs> that was sort of like a prereq that was like i mean it was sort of like a like a hazing thing it was like a prerequisite of um of going to record stores and i certainly went through it when i was like 15 and 16 and started going to record stores um of going to rock and soul and being like scared like literally like being like a teenage kid and scared to ask the guy like oh do you, can i hear this for like the it could it could have been like nah 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 i don't have an open copy of that or it could have been but like, it's not no it's not even that you you gotta remember because you were a record store dj a lot of record store djs would would spin like they'd play like their club set or their radio set while they were working you know with, with hopes that a promoter like myself or you know or jessica rosenblum or someone would come in and be like yo this guy is sick and i'm gonna put him on at the club and also a lot of people would play things like a lot of people would play things that weren't for sale in the record store so like if you had like you'd have this one promo of something that was coming out in like three months and then want to be playing it all day long yo let me get that let me get that oh no we don't have this sorry <laughs> like it was it, it was just like it was just a thing and I, like i said i remembered it from from when i started going to record stores um there's definitely i mean i think it's probably worldwide but new york was definitely expect like uh expect surly record store employees to be judgmental of you what you wanted to hear and why you were even bothering them why you were even standing in the store bothering them that's definitely a New York thing in general, beyond record stores. Certainly, I guess I was, such a, I was such a nerd <laughs> that I only ever went to record stores and like the Waverly Diner, <laughs> which is where this you is eighty nine point one FM WNYU. Uh, we have Max Glazer, the celebrity DJ. That's, that's a horrible term. All right, what are you? <laughs> the celebrity DJ. Before Paris Hilton, I there was. I think it's Max a, I think it's a horrible term. But even if it's even if we accept it as a legitimate term. I'm going to say that I don't qualify anymore. Anymore? So there was a time when you did? 
there was a time when it did there was a time when there were no actual celebrities who were DJs. Mm-hmm. So if that tag was applied to me, I just would have kept my mouth shut. But, you know, now when you've got Paris Hilton, I can't, you know. You can't compete with Paris I, Hilton. I can't compete with that. <laughs> All right, you want, you want to go to Instagram. Hold on, because we're, we're talking about celebrity DJs. You want to look at Max's Instagram. Is that Max Glazer? Yes. At Max Glazer, yes. Okay, you're going to see pictures of Max hanging out with Puff Daddy. There's a lot of pictures. If you, go, if you scroll Max back Puff th- Daddy. through Random Thursdays, there's a lot of pictures of me and Sean Combs on, on, on Instagram. How did that happen? Jessica Rosenblum, who you just mentioned, there you who go. also it was just her birthday, so I guarantee she's not listening. But happy birthday, Jessica! Um, yeah, Jessica was um, at uh, for a good while my manager, and she had for years before that, um, basically from before Bad Boy when Puffy was an intern at Uptown Records, um, had started you know working with him and doing events and was involved in you know one of the things that started his whole momentum. Uh, was a, a party at the Red Zone called Daddy's House um, mm-hmm. for old people who remember that. Um, but that was like a that was like a really famous, important part of the start of what he was doing. Um, and she was involved in that with him. So she had been. So the two of them had had worked together for a zillion years. And uh, when she ended up happening to manage me, um, there we go. There you go. And and you'd probably DJ at, at his restaurant, Justin's. We did a very. We did every Tuesday for many years. We did a party at Justin's called Hot Damn. There's a. There's some cassettes of that floating around. Um, that was me. Uh, yeah, me, Frank Jugga. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was actually. I think it was. Uh, he didn't even start doing the party. Jessica was like. Jessica did the party, and then it was actually so fly that, all of a sudden, he was like, "Yo, this is my party now." And that would take place at, at Puffy's Restaurant, which was over on 21st Street, between 5th and 6th Avenues. The restaurant's named after his son. Yep. Directly across from the, what used to be a Cheetah. A parking lot. Oh, uh, Across Cheetah. the street yeah, from Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah, diagonally Or if you want to bring it back, the Sound Factory Bar. The Sound Factory Bar, yeah. And the neighbor to the right of Puff Daddy's Restaurant's Justin's was the legendary rock venue called Tramps. Which is a big a big part of this gentleman's history. I'm sure Tramps has been spoken of many, 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 many times on this show. Yes, well, sometimes I don't like to Tramps talk about is like it. the second biggest, uh, second most used term. The first is Fat Beats. Second is Tramps. I'm in the I'm absolutely in the right place. I remember that. I mean, this is my probably my. I have two really memorable times that I DJed for Peter, both for very weird, different reasons. Um, but one of them was opening for the Gangstar show at Tramps, oh, which, yeah. so, and a lot of people, I never really, I mean, Peter and I were always friends, I never bothered him about DJing, but the minute I heard that there was a Gangstar show, I'm pretty sure I was like, you have to let me DJ at this, I don't care about money, I honestly don't remember if I got paid, he may you have been a gentleman and paid did. me, but I just, I remember. I think you gave me the friends and family, right? But I, but I remember going, saying to Peter, you have to please, please, please let me open for Gangstar because it'll be one of the highlights of my life, which it was. And also, my mother came to that show. <laughs> my mother came. My mother came to hang out. My mother actually to just to go even further back with Tramps. My mother lives around the corner from there, and um, uh, I don't even you know they're older. I don't even know what to call them. Her gentleman friend of many years. Uh, one of his daughters had worked, used to work at Tramps many, many, many years ago before we ever got involved with Tramps. And uh, 
And uh, so he was like homies with the head of security. Peter probably remembers the guy's name. But um, so basically my mom's boyfriend and via that my mom were like tight with the security at Tramps. So she rolled up to the Gangstar show line for like a zillion miles. Like as you can imagine, it would be like baggy jeans and Timberlands, like as far as the eye can see straight up to the front and was like ushered directly in vip like smoother than i than i've ever gotten into tramps this is 89.1 fm wmyu we're talking with max glazer not the celebrity dj just max glazer his name alone holds weight Darmic is going to play some music and we're going to get back with max we're also going to catch up on the current events and when we get back to max we're going to talk about his relationship because max this is radio and people do want to know about yeah. your relationship with Rihanna. <laughs> Hi, Rihanna. There is a relationship. We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. We're also going to do a ticket giveaway, which I should mention now. Two tickets for tomorrow's Webster Hall house party for the birthday boy, Joey Badass, and the the kid who just released his album yesterday, Before the Money. And um, so they're doing an event there at House Party Webster Hall tomorrow night. And if you're interested for a pair of tickets, we will do that later on in the show. Okay, you're going to write down the number now. It's 212-998-1818. And it's two, two one, two, nine, nine, eight, one, eight, one, eight. Call later. Call later. Call right. later. Dharmic hits some music. We'll be back with Max Glazer. Thanks for listening. NW3 Radio. This is 89.1. This is. The sound is. of the slums. WNYU. We're broadcasting on your FM dial if you're in the tri state. You can also listen to us if. If, for instance, you're on vacation or you're outside of the tri-state, you could listen to us by using the Stitcher app. If you're in the 50 state. You, you could be anywhere in the world and you could use Stitcher. You could log on, simply search WNYU, and there's a live stream up there. And, and I find it to be the most reliable outside of our WNYU.org stream. W, yes, yes. WNYU.org is also available. We have apps on uh, iTunes and Android, uh, the WNYU app as well. Um, the, the name of the show is NW3 Radio. You mm-hmm. could also search that. Yep. Uh, Darmic, thank you for the nice music. Thank you, thank you. Although you, I don't. Did you listen to any of it? Well, I had to use the restroom, and then I was talking. I, I don't. I'm not going to announce what's happening next because I'm sure the re- audience doesn't know what's happening. Gotcha. But um, Max Glazer's still here. We talked to Max, and we talked about his early career. To long story short, I'm going to summarize. Max, Max started out as an innocent kid from uh, from Woodstock. Yeah, he moves to New York, attends some college, gets a job. I attended this college for Ah. a very, very brief period of time. Gotcha, gotcha. You you didn't make it through all the way? Uh, Not even close, but I have an ID. If I had known when I was coming in, they asked me if I had a college ID, and I thought I'd missed the most amazing opportunity to bust out like the oldest NYU ID that they'd ever seen and been like, absolutely, boom. (laughs) That would have been amazing. (laughs) So that's Max. We we were talking earlier about Max's days in the record shops at... um, Beach, uh, eight ball. Why did I say Beach Street? Eight ball and um, Fat Beats, and um, we're gonna bring it up to speed. Yes, speed. You did yeah. you DJ at speed? Speaking oh, of absolutely. speed, absolutely. I thought that's where you were going. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, speed was on 39th Street, which was the 
actually opened up on the same block where we had the on the go magazine office which is probably a whole nother conversation which we don't even have time to get to um but big up steve espo powers ari foreman jimmy wentz and the whole on the go crew but speed was a club that opened on 39th street between fifth and sixth avenues and uh mr c started doing sunday nights there when it was like it was when the tunnel was still going on and it was like he would do holiday weekends and nights when so many people were out that just like a thousand people would get turned away from the tunnel and couldn't even get in and uh so then there would be this other party on sundays at speed and uh and eventually the tunnel shut down speed became the sunday spot um i came in and was doing like opening hip-hop and r&b sets but what i really this was sort of in my transition into reggae guy um what i the reason i really wanted to get in there was there was a ground floor the main floor was a basement there was a ground floor where there was nothing going on and i wanted to do reggae on that floor because it was just like a straight brooklyn crowd it was like perfect it was ideal for it so i came in doing the opening and closing i used to open downstairs see would get on i would go upstairs play reggae for three hours come back downstairs and close the night so i would be like er everywhere all over the place and then eventually we just took over the second floor and and mr c in the basement i mean amazing nights jay-z memphis bleak memphis bleak was actually like an amazing draw at speed anytime it, it sounds crazy anytime memphis bleak performed absolutely packed all right so max your 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 life as a DJ has brought you around the world. You're still traveling. You're still touring. Yes, it, it wouldn't be uncommon to uh, turn on the BBC where you're hanging out with uh you know dudes like Westwood or uh, Semtex or whoever's up there. Uh, I mean, they rotate. Westwood's not on the BBC anymore. Uh, right. The last, but the last time, but for many years uh, on BBC Radio One, uh, the big BBC, uh, and then actually just last time in London on uh, One Extra with uh, Shawnee B, oh, who's yes. kind of like the definitely handles all the like reggae stuff. Nice. Um, so yeah. So DJing's brought you, brought you to some cool places. Uh, absolutely. All, all, right. all well, around. He, here's what our audience wants to know. Absolutely. Okay. Shoot. Once upon a time, yes, there was a rumor that you had dated the one and only Riri. That is. Ah! That absolutely was a rumor. Oh, Hello, DJ what's up, Eclipse. Eclipse? <laughs> that that is absolutely was a rumor. But you should you should preface that with why that would even exist well, as why a did you, why, why did, did you, you tell our audience yeah, you, it wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't just randomly that i was thrown <laughs> into that into the the name of hats of like the, who could be dating rihanna um i dj'd for her for three years from basically from um from her first single although i was not there early enough to be the dj in the hey mr dj video that was actually cypher sounds if we take it back to another fat beats connection the start of federation all of this it all comes together cypher sounds was originally djing for her did a few label showcases in in around the city but at the time i think he was on he, I think he was on the radio on Hot 97 six days a week at the time. So uh, the minute that record blew up and she needed to go outside of New York to do a show, um, uh, Cypher and Mr. Morgan, who had Morgan had connected Cypher with her initially, um, they thought that I would be a good fit because of sort of like just um, which I, I'm sure Eclipse can attest to um, my untimeliness. Yes, yes, Max, Max and Alina, uh, two top uh, employees at Fat Beats in the history of Fat Beats. But I didn't know Mr. Morgan was involved with uh, Rihanna. Wait, hold on. I'm in the top two. Yes, you are, bro. 
I don't know Shouts about that. Shouts to uh, but I always, Elena Moffitt. Absolutely. I always showed up for mm. work. I mean, it didn't take a lot. Let's also say, it didn't take a lot to be in the top two of employees at Fat Beats. <laughs> I imagine. Um, it basically took showing up. Um, <laughs> but I showed up, I, but I actually had keys. I had keys, right? I had keys. So. Yeah, I had keys. So, um, so thank you. Yeah, no. So thank you, Eclipse. Um, yeah, Morgan. Morgan was was involved um, from from the very beginning, actually, before she even got signed. Wow. So you're introduced to Rihanna. You um, tour with her. You there in the very beginning. Yes. Uh, What's it like? running around with Rihanna and I'm sure there wasn't an entourage of about 200 people no there was like men I mean, in black type stuff no there was initially there was like there was no there were no security there was me uh, Mark Jordan her manager um, initially there was actually some of the times there was she was 17 there was a woman who was tutoring her uh, in high school classes uh, there was someone who worked at Def Jam, who was technically a, quote, chaperone because she was under 18. Um, and then there would be two dancers. So everywhere we went, it was everybody flies coach. Um, and, you know, you land and everybody gets in the same car, 15-passenger van. Uh, usually she would have to go straight to a radio interview. Everyone would end up having to go because there was no, like, multiple cars moving people around. There was no... Um, yeah, it was a, it was a definitely a small operation. I mean, it grew as, as the, the career and the records grew and it was more people, but it was, uh, I mean, for the three years that I did it, it was always, um, a, a, I mean, I was flying myself business class before, <laughs> I think before she was, uh, because I had good, uh, frequent flyer miles game. Now, now where, where in this does the media get this twisted that you're, you're Rihanna's bow? Well, how, how does this happen? Well, I mean, it was in the days of MySpace, which now sounds like, I mean, that sounds like yes. saying it was in the days of like the Magna Carta, but um, yeah, it was in the days of MySpace. So we used to take lots of pictures on tour. I always had a camera. It was like an actual digital camera that you had to plug into your computer. And uh, I always took tons of pictures um, and posted them on my MySpace page, which is what you would do with pictures then, um, you know, before Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, and then one day I got it. I probably got, it might've even been Mr. Morgan or Cypher. And I remember it distinctly. It was on my, uh, sidekick. I got a, I got a, a, a text. I was somewhere out of the country and was like, yo, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it <laughs> with like tons of exclamation points. And, uh, I was like, what are you talking about? So I guess like a bunch of people had assumed that I would have seen, seen the thing. Um, but I, we were out of the country and I guess at the time, um, media takeout was the leading, uh, so source of, on the internet for totally not true black music and celebrity oriented news. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there was a big thing on, on the headline of media takeout was like, who's Rihanna's new boyfriend. And there was like 10 pictures of me with my arm around her. That were all from my MySpace page, which if anybody ever looked at my MySpace page, I'm pretty sure it said what I like. It wasn't hard to figure out what I did in the in the operation. There was like pictures of everybody us performing everywhere, but they thought it would be a good story, and uh, my all my friends enjoyed it very much. And uh, it was a uh, you know 
I look for it, but I can't find. Apparently, the internet—that's the only thing that ever got erased off the internet. I, I, I can't find the media media takeout link. I found another link to like a smaller blog, basically saying that, that this whole report, thing. Oh, reporting. Oh, good. So R- Rihanna's uh, got a man. Is is the is their headline? Um, nice. And uh, oh you know, boy. yep. That that's that. Eventually, they they corrected it. They said updated. Truth is, the man photographed is just her DJ. Um, you know, you and they gave a contact info. So maybe that helps you out. I Did don't, they? I don't they gave my contact info. They say contact DJ Max Glazer here. I don't know where where here is exactly. Oh, oh your MySpace page. <laughs> perfect. I sh- oh my, I should go check my MySpace page. There's probably a lot of hot business leads on there. Yo, this is 89.1 WMYU. Um, check it out. We're going to give away some tickets right now. Yes. What you're going to do what first thing? What do we have? So we have a pair of tickets to tomorrow's house party at Webster Hall. Um, it's like a you know the party that they have every week there. And Shouts to DJ Soul always yes. N- another Caucasian DJ causing panic. And um, the special guest at, at t- tomorrow's house party is the one and only Joey Badass, who just celebrated his twentieth birthday, which means he still can't get a drink in there. And um, he just released an album on his birthday called Before the Money. So he's celebrating that. And so he'll be performing uh, at some point in the night. All right, here you go. Max is going to ask a question. And the person who answers this question correctly is going to call the number... Two, one, two, nine, nine, eight, one, eight, one, eight. Okay, guys and guys and gals in the tri-state, you're going to win some tickets to see Joey Badass who made a pretty decent rap album. I, I, I kind of listened to it, and it sounded like something they would carry at Fat Beats back in 1992. And I guess that's Maybe. good for nostalgia. Maybe it would have... It would have it Fat Beats. Okay, hold on. Fat we, Beats we have a caller. exist in 1992. Yeah, we got a caller. We got a caller. You're on the air. Yo, this is Claudio from Brooklyn. All right, how you doing, man? Yo, where, are you call- where in Brooklyn are you, homie? Uh, I mean, I'm in the whip right now in Bushwick, but I'm from Ridgewood, Queens. Yo, shouts to Fresh Pond Road. Shouts to Bushwick. Fresh Pond and Myrtle, there you go. Yo, shouts to Evergreen, all that. All right, we're going to ask you a question. First thing, are you old enough to go to a rap concert? Yes, indeed I am. All right, here we go, man. All right, here we go. I don't know how old you are. This may be a trick question. There was a roller rink on Fresh Pond Road. In Ridgewood. Yo, I know the answer. <laughs> this is we're talking we're talking the eighties. This one you probably won't get, but it, it's fine. Max, you from Queens? I know the answer. All right, the name of the roller rink was the Oasis, Oasis. Roller Rink. Oh, there you go. That's like a cheat. Why don't we? Where you <laughs> Oasis, Oasis. What did you say? What was it called? It was yeah. called the Oasis Roller Rink. Is down on Fresh Pond Road. Owned by his father. You you could break dance and all that. You could <laughs> roller skate. But, all right, but I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you an easier question. Go for the Brooklyn Roller Rink. All right, all right. No, 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 no. No, no roller. Rink. All right, we're we're gonna make this. Uh, there's a rap group. Just celebrated their 20th anniversary of their debut album. Darmic and I produced a podcast with them called You Must Learn. They're also out of Brooklyn. Name that group. They just celebrated their 20th anniversary, and they're on the Duck Down label. Just give them the answer. Duck Down. Duck Down 20 years ago. I don't know. I mean, uh, pops in my head. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying MOP. It might be because I'm trying to do, like, round Nope. Next York. caller. Sorry about that, dude. Caller, you on the air. Hi. How are you? Whoa. Hey. Are you calling for Max? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't hear Oh, my gosh. Anyways, hi. I'm Therese. 
Where are you calling from? I am calling from Riverdale, but I'm actually from France. So I just moved here. Nice. And I heard I've been to Westerhold a few times, and uh, I would like to go to a party. Okay, we're going to ask you a question, all right? Okay, you're gonna ask me a question. Okay, we're gonna make this this pretty hard for you. Uh, the letter uh, back in the '90s, a lot of uh, a lot of downtown people wore uh, clothing called DKNY. What what does DKNY stand for? <laughs> Don and Karen, New York. And you won the tickets. There you go. I won the tickets. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna tweet at Darmic X D H A R M I C X. Tweet at Darmic, and he'll hook you up with the tickets. What's your name again? My name is Therese. Uh, Max. Max is requesting that you speak French to him. Can you say something to Max in French? Of course. Bonsoir. J'espère que tu tu passeras une très bonne une très bonne nuit ce soir. Okay, I think she's the new host of the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, you do have Twitter, right? You'll be able to hit me up? I do have Twitter. I will be able to hit you up. All right. So Thank you so much. Darmic, D-H-A-R-M-I-C-X. And you're going to enjoy the show. That's tomorrow night out at Webster Hall. Uh, Joey Badass is celebrating his album release. Thank you. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Thank you so much. Okay, au revoir. Okay, wee 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 wee. <laughs> Look at this, Max. I, I mean, the girls here that you may have dated Rihanna, and here you go. You have French <laughs> girls calling in. You, the you're the new Emily Oberg. We have this other girl that comes in here. Her name is Emily. She's over at one of these uh, television networks, and whenever she comes, all these guys call and they want to take her out. And here you are. We get the first or second female caller of all time. Simply We've because you may have two. dated Rihanna back in 2003. I'm here to spread joy however I can, Peter. All right. I want to open up more calls. Is there sure. anyone out there who wants to talk to Max Glazer, Darmic X, or Peter Oasis? The number is 212-998-1818. And definitely feel free to continue to call. Call in. We, we'd love if you call, and we, we love everyone who listens to us. Man. Max, are you having a good time up yeah, here? Yeah, Max, absolutely having a wonderful time. Peter, it's always it's always good to talk about this stuff with you. Darmic, a pleasure talking. We've been talking on, on and, and off mic about... Um, Lots of rap. I don't talk about rap things a lot, so it's pretty. This is actually kind of fun for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out of the loop. I'm, you know, head, headed to Jamaica and talking about reggae things, and and we don't normally talk about reggae here, you know, not at all. I'm not or super Jamaica. Familiar. Yeah, I'm not super familiar. Obviously, there's a bit of overlap to an extent because there is like the Indian diaspora that sort of moved out there, particularly Guyana and, and Suriname and Trinidad and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and so I have some familiarity, and there's there is some overlap, but. Not really that much, and I'm not super familiar. I do know the one thing is that, you know, the reputation for partying is, is crazy out there, and, and we definitely aren't nearly as, as crazy, but we have our outdoor celebrations that, that get a little little wild. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a thing that happens in warm cultures, you know, is that, that you don't you don't need a it doesn't need to be in a building i mean it, when it comes to the caribbean when you're in you're in a warm place um you know you're in in a third world country and there's not that there may not be a zillion clubs everywhere and all you need to do is people will figure out a way to plug in speakers and a dj setup and make a party happen so it's pretty amazing like it's pretty um 
you know, the DIY aspect of it is pretty amazing. And that's what I see from traveling around the Caribbean and, you know, just to, to, to any place where there's that type of thing is, and I'm, I mean, I've been to Guyana, I've been to Trinidad and, um, I mean, Guyana is actually one of the craziest places that I've ever, I imagine. <laughs> ever been. Um, yeah, but people just, you know, like to have a good time and, and wherever that may occur. Looks like we have a phone call, Darmic. Call you on the air. Hello. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing, man? What's up, um... Max is his name. Yes. yes. Is this Oops? This is this is a legend DJ right here. It's a privilege to uh to uh you know listen to you on the radio. Yeah, this is Oops, man. What's up, man? How's it going? Good, man. You know uh, what you were just saying about um you know DJing outside in, in Jamaica and warm climates. You know New York. You have to say you know kind of back in the '80s when when hip hop was starting, they kind of started that when they'd steal the electricity from the from the uh, street lamps to play in parks. And then, uh, you know, now you have to get a permit to play out. Yeah, I mean, well, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, where it came from in New York is it came directly from Jamaica. It came from Herc and those guys coming from Jamaica and the, and the outdoor sound systems, which was going on from the, you know, uh, as far as I can tell, the late 60s, early 70s in Jamaica. And, um, you know, and those guys brought it here. I mean, it's a, it's a different city now. You can't just plug in your speakers and have a party. Just any old, any old place, unfortunately. <laughs> But um, but my, but my point was is in the Caribbean, not everywhere, but um, a lot of times you can, and uh, you know, just plug in and and play play loud music, and people start coming. Is pretty much what happens anywhere in the world with whatever kind of music you're dealing with. Uh, and the fun and the safety is still is still there. Is that, is that vibe still still prevalent? Um, yeah, I mean, it can be. I mean, everything's different. You know, anywhere you go also now in the world, people are looking down at their phones instead of, like, engaged in the act of partying, yeah. um, which is, like, when I started going to parties, like, you know, I mean, me and Peter probably have, like, similar experiences as, like, going out to hear DJs, you know, Stretch Armstrong, Funkmaster Flex, and being, like, just, like, what, like being totally engaged. Like, it was, like, a, a movie's not even really the way to describe it. Like, there was, like... I don't know, like you were watching like the most amazing thing on earth happen in front of you and being like fully, fully, fully engaged in it and uh, not like having a conversation with, you know, your shorty while she was in bed. Like you were out trying to do absolutely do something else. Yeah. And the thrill of it was being able to tell your boys on Monday in school you were at the party. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and now, and, though, you know, with the phones, you know, they want to have they want people to know right then and there that they're there and, they're, you know. You know they're at the party. Yeah, I mean, I do, like you said, they're not engaged, they're not dancing. They got their arm up with their camera. You know. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing, and I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it helps it helps it grow in any kind of music, yeah. whether it's underground hip hop, whether it's underground reggae, is it helps it grow to be able to show people around the world that that yeah. it's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, oops, man, we we got to jump off. We got yeah, some man. some news to read through, man, but we we appreciate your comments and thanks for calling as you always. Be cool, brother. All right, All right later, man. man. Hold up, one, one second. The the one other thing I wanted to bring up, I, I think a big part of. Uh, East India and in West Indian culture is is music for parties, right? And like yeah. it's a it's a big thing. So the celebration aspect of it, the war, I guess it's the weather, whatever. And I think when you look at like the underground hip hop community that we're a part of, that idea of party music. Oh my God, Mars! All right then. Um, the the idea of party music in in hip hop, underground hip hop, is a little frowned upon, you know. And th- there is accusations of its creative merit. Whereas in in our culture and and in West Indian culture, it, it's party the way the I mean, way that, the music is party. That's a lot of what drew. That's a lot of what drew me to it was like the is that's what it's there for. It's there for this like congregation of people, beautiful women. You know, do, do every everybody. It, it's not uh, it's not exclusive in any way. So if you're a part of that world, it's you know, like I mean, you know, 
I know very little about Indian culture. I know about where where it meets West Indi- West Indian culture, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen in my limited experience of like you know the 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 wedding celebration that you see in a Bollywood movie, there's just like that same thing, and I think that's it's all of that's connected in that, like you said, like a celebratory culture um and it's also connected it's also family mm-hmm. that it's also about big families and it's about extended and generations of a family being in the same place and and like engaging in the same experience so like west indian and reggae music is very much like that as well whereas the the culture of hip hop is definitely different yes definitely so so with that in mind and using family as a as a tie in here peter do you want to go ahead with where we were All right, going speaking of family right today is the would have been the uh, birthday of um, Jam Master J. Oh, okay, rest rest in peace. And I, I have a feeling DJ Eclipse has something lined up to uh, commemorate this uh, great day. Jam Master J, if you don't know, Max, tell the world who Jam Master J was. Because I mean, some I, people don't know. An- another one of the, the, the legendary DJs that someone like me looked up to, uh, DJ Ferrand DMC, Jam mm-hmm. Master J, and a DJ who not only was uh, the guy standing behind the rappers, but was you know equally featured he was actually in the front of a lot of the press pictures a lot of the magazine pictures and uh there were records and songs made about him just to sort of like emphasize the the level of importance of the dj in in rap music at that time exactly and the trio of run dmc was also considered they called themselves a band you know and and jam master j was a member of that band and not just someone who stood in the background who could easily be replaced so so much that you know when when jam master j had passed run dmc had stopped doing shows i believe they've done a few shows since but it's not the same um check it out so we wanted to send send a shout out and um first a rest in peace shout out yes. to ASAP Yams uh, of the the ASAP crew who, yes. who is uh, the founder one of the founders of the ASAP crew who passed away last week Sunday early Sunday morning this this past Sunday and uh, we we'd like to just say you know shout outs to everyone hold your head shout outs to his family to his mom um, ASAP Yams was a local guy mm-hmm. uh, he's a New Yorker and as you know up here we we love ourselves some New Yorkers as I am a New Yorker and I just want a moment of silence for ASAP Yams alright there you go also weird connection uh, Jam Master J's son I believe is the DJ for ASAP Ferg I think right TJ Mizell I, I think so there's that connection in a weird way are you sure? I think so. Fact uh, check that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Hi, this is NW3 Radio. Uh, yo, Max, I want to thank you. Um, you know, because sometimes the, sh- the clock runs out, and I just want to give you a proper thank you for taking the time to come up here and and shoot the breeze with us. Um, it you're you need to come back again because we need to talk about your um, on the go days. Um, and Ab- absolutely. I there's mean, just there's, not enough time. There's a zillion fat beat stories. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to do it. I, like I said, I don't get to talk about this stuff that much, so if, I'm, uh, I'm, it's it's a pleasure. If you just tune in and now, you could find that show. It'll be up tomorrow on the um, NW3 Radio SoundCloud page. Yep. And uh, Darmic, mm-hmm. we we have some great shows coming up. I know that you booked in the another tie-in here, the the video director of the the newest ASAP Rocky video. Yes, Shomi Patwari, also representing Fader and representing your peoples. Yes, fellow brown. Was that just brown a lucky guess by the name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea who this guy is. But I'm, I'm assuming he's Indian, but a name like that. No, 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 no. It's, he's from from Bengal. So yeah, he's a. Uh, 
he's done videos for ASAP and uh, Ferg and, and uh, the Clips. He's from Virginia, so he goes back with Pharrell and them. And uh, he's not here next week. No, he's in two weeks, I believe, two or three weeks. Uh, next week we welcome a lawyer turned marathon runner. Uh, her name is Robin Arzon. Uh, go do the math. Google that, and um, she'll be up here talking about running and a little health and fitness because Darming and I are are not exactly the fittest two two people in the room. No, nope. I'm probably less fit than both of you guys if it's a competition. <laughs> it, it'd be great if we just go outside and see see who could run around the park. Just, I, I don't think it would even be if you just do like a flat out sprint to see who drops first. Yeah, oh man! S- speaking of healthy people, I just want to give a shout out to uh to my lady Kelly. Out there in Brooklyn, uh, Kelly gets up every morning and she she runs around the park and whatnot. Nice, I, even in the winter. Even in the winter, in the rain. Rain. Well, when the rain, she takes it into the gym. Gotcha. And I run from time to time. I'm a cyclist. I like to ride the bike, but uh, you know. But I, I like to run. But the, the one thing about running, uh, do you run at all, Max? I mean, I have run. Um, I would like to run, but it, the actual doing it. But go ahead. Yeah. No, that <laughs> for me, I, I don't think I stretch properly, and I always end up with like wacky. Like once I sprained my ankle because I didn't stretch and. I, I thought I sprained the ankle because of a misstep, and the doctor was like, no, dude, you don't stretch. That's why you sprain your <laughs> well, ankle. Well, you're like, yeah, because I don't really run either, so yep. if I got to be expected to stretch every time before I do it, you're putting up, like, it's like a hurdle. Look, I know, like, if, if you're going to manage to run, just you just got to get up and literally go run. Yes. Like, a, a, any more hurdles to doing it, like some warm-up time? I'm out. <laughs> well, if you're out there listening now, you definitely don't want to run away from your radio because the legendary halftime show is coming up at 10:30 and it's a very special halftime show. Why? Because DJ Eclipse is pregnant and he's going to announce his pregnancy. <laughs> That's <his> food. <laughs> oh, sorry. But why why is it a special halftime show tonight, please, Eclipse? Because DJ Skiz and PD Cologne are retiring tonight from the halftime show. This will be their last show. And uh, it's also our best of 2014 show. So it's a big party tonight. Well, it's it's a horrible night because young Emily Oberg isn't here to see P.D. Cologne off. And I had actually sent her a text. I said, you know, Oberg, you really missed this one. You're never going to see P.D. Cologne again. Again. Ever Ever. again. P.D. is so sad right now. Darmic, hit the outro, man. (laughs) Halftime show coming up. Max Glazer, you can find him over at Radio Lily. Dot com. Also, your social media is any less? Uh, just on Twitter, at Max Glazer. Twitter, Instagram, everything is basically at Max Glazer with a Z. And uh, at Federation Sound is uh, everywhere. You can find me there. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Darmic. We're out. Lastly, all the happy birthday shout-outs to all the Aquarius and Capricorns out there, including myself. Peace. Okay.